How do you deal with disappointment? How do you face trouble? Today I want to talk about that and show you some ways to move forward from the life of David. But instead of just telling you about it, I want to show you, I want to take you on a little bit of a journey. Here I am on a trail that I hike a lot and it's part of the way that I process what's going on in my life. And if I've heard it once, I've heard it a dozen times in the last few months. People saying things like this, I'm just having a hard time moving out of pandemic. I'm trying to find a new normal and it's a big struggle. Well, I think there's some things from the life of David that can give us encouragement, maybe some inspiration and some direction as we start to journey from where we are to where God wants us to be. David has always been one of my favorite characters in the Bible as a whole. And I love just the story of how this shepherd boy becomes king, how he goes from being in the field with his uh, sheep to being anointed by God to be the next king. Now there's, there's transition time. He doesn't just take the throne. There's seasons of waiting. There's seasons of still being faithful, still serving the then king Saul. But eventually he does uh, start stepping into king, but not before there's killing Goliath, not before then Saul turns on him and begins to sort of chase him and go after him and, and try to kill David. In one of these sort of obscure passages, David is escaping Saul. He's escaping the king who has thrown a spear at him and tried to pin him to a wall. And just before what I'm going to read, David has pretended to be mad. He's literally scratching the wall and he's letting saliva run down his beard to, to act like he's insane to get away from a king. And then we get to 1 Samuel chapter 22, and this is what the Bible tells us. David left Gath and he escaped to the cave of Adullam. Now, Adullam means refuge. It's a place where David went to find refuge. And when David's brothers and fathers heard about this, they went down to him there and all of those in distress or in debt or discontented they gathered around him, and he became their commander. About 400 men were with him. David becomes the commander of all of these men who are in their own way, broken, hurting, distressed, going through all kinds of things. Verse 3, from there David went to Mizpah in Moab and said to the king of Moab, would you let my father and mother come and stay with you until, until I learn what God will do for me? David wasn't sure. He trusted God, but he still wasn't sure what was going to happen. Verse 4, so he left them with the king of Moab, and they stayed with him as long as David was in the stronghold. But the prophet Gad said to David, do not stay in the stronghold. Go into the land of Judah. So David left and went to the forest of Hereth. Four times in this passage, David is, is said to be going, to leaving, to getting away from where he was into a place where God would have him to be. Adullam, a place of refuge, it's, it's a retreat for David. It's this place where David could go to find refuge. He couldn't go home. He couldn't go to his friends. He couldn't go somewhere else to find refuge. He needed to go to a place to be with God. And I think about the difference between a hideout and a refuge. A hideout's a place we go to escape. A hideout's a place we go to avoid. But a refuge is a place we go to find rest. It's a place we go to refresh. It, it's a place we go to be renewed. And here David goes to this cave to find God to be reminded of God's faithfulness. And all of these who are distressed 
and in debt and discontented, they find a place there with David too. Maybe they wouldn't have been attracted to the strong David who killed Goliath, but in this moment they're attracted to the weak David who understood the kind of pain that they were in because God did. And even on top of all of this, distressed, discontented, people in debt. That's exactly the kind of people Jesus came for. He wants us to bring our burdens to him. He wants us to go to this journey with him, and he wants us to find our refuge in him. So how do we know what was going on in David's life, in his mind, in his heart? in the midst of this place of Dolom, the refuge. Well, we know because David wrote about this. He let us know through poems and songs that we know as the Psalms. There are a number of Psalms that scholars believe David wrote during this time in 1 Samuel 22 at the cave in Adullam. One of those is Psalm 57. And even the introduction, which is not necessarily uh, a part of the, the, the gospel part of God's word. It's something scribes added to give us some context, but this is what the intro says for Psalm 57. For the director of music, to the tune of Do Not Destroy, of David, a mictum, when he had fled from Saul into the cave. And this is what David writes. He begs, he cries out to God, have mercy on me, my God, have mercy on me, for in you I take refuge. I take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. I cry out to God most high who vindicates me. He sins from heaven and he saves me. I love that he sins and he saves. Rebuking those who hotly pursue me, God sends forth his love and his faithfulness. I am in the midst of lions. I am forced to dwell among ravenous beasts, men whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues there are sharp swords. David cries out to mercy from God. In a time where people had turned their backs on him, they were actually out to destroy him. David goes to God in this place called Adullam, a refuge. So in a similar way, I go to a place like this. This is one of my refuge spots. This is a getaway for me to escape the trouble, to escape the pain to escape just some of the daily grind of what I face and to be reconnected to God, to be reminded of God's faithfulness, to be reminded that He is the one who doesn't let us down. Sometimes to cry out for mercy, sometimes to put in my headphones and just uh, listen to songs of worship, to be reminded of who God is, to listen to a podcast, to listen to scripture. This is where I go to escape, not in hopefully the avoidance way, but in the David way of finding a refuge, of being able to call out to God, in you I take refuge. You see, what's interesting, I was on one of these trails just the other week praying about this exact thing, and I was reminded, David's got a messy story. But don't we all sometimes? David uh, is not just the story of you should do this, you should do this, you should do this, and everything will be fine because David doesn't do everything right. In some ways, David is disqualified by his behavior and his actions that he sometimes does, and yet God qualifies him. In some ways, David is discouraged by the things that he has done himself, and yet in God he finds 
courage. And so God turns the story of David around and he longs to turn our stories around and sometimes take our trouble, take our pain, take our disappointment and turn that to use it for something for his glory and for the good of others. Another psalm that scholars believe David wrote during his time in Adullam, the place of refuge, is Psalm 142. Even again, the intro to that says, A muskill of David when he was in the cave. A prayer. So this is a prayer that he writes. This is what David writes. I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out before him my complaint. Before him I tell my trouble. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who watch over my way. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. Look and see, there is no one at my right hand. No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. I cry to you, Lord, and I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. David felt abandoned. He felt all alone, and he cries out to God. What was probably not an acceptable response to God for most people. Like, we think acceptable responses are things like, God, I love you even though this is hard. God, I trust you. God, I know you're going to work out all of these things. And those are good responses. Those just aren't David's response. And the truth is, I'm comfortable. Many of us are comfortable with the acceptable responses of, I trust you in the midst of this. But David is comfortable and confident in a God where he can pour out his complaints. He can be honest. He laments in this psalm and others like it from the time in Adullam, things like this. God, these people devour like lions. He cries out, their words are like spears and arrows. They're filled with lies. They're trying to trick me. They're trying to kill me. They're trying to destroy me. No one cares for me. I'm all alone. David is honest and raw with God. He pours out his complaints. He tells God all of uh, the troubles that are going on. And there's even what's called an imprecatory prayer. He says, those who want to destroy me, they will be destroyed. And he's sort of saying, get them, God not the acceptable kinds of prayers many of us are used to, but they're honest and they're raw and they're out of a place of refuge. God is the one who has made David confident, who has loved David. David says, I cry to you for mercy because you're my refuge. You're my portion, my inheritance in the land of the living. See, some, when we face trouble, we run from God. We isolate we get away, we go to a hideout, and, and we try to literally avoid and escape the things that we're facing. David gives us an example of running to God. God's able to handle our burdens. He wants us to pour out our complaints on Him and trust our cares, our burdens, our hurts, our disappointments on Him. And find places like this, whether it's a trail, whether it's a chair early in the morning, whether it's your car, where we can connect, reconnect with God in the midst of our pain and we can give him our burdens because we know he loves and cares for us and God will meet us in those moments as only he can do above anybody else and what they have to offer God can be that refuge for us
Lastly, Psalm 63 is another psalm where David, uh, from the cave, is writing out for God, for his help, for his hope. And this is what David writes, You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry and parched land where there is no water. That's one of the things I love about this. This is a dry and parched land where God is the only hope and source. David says, verse 2, I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. One of the things that I, I just find so amazing is David's name means beloved. He's loved by God. So when David writes something like this, your love is better than life. He's fulfilling his name. And he's out in a cave with broken people, and he's reminded of the steadfast love of God. No matter what, circumstances don't dictate God's love. He's reminded, even sometimes when we can't see or experience God's love, uh, he's still there, and he's still faithful. And sometimes we need perspective. We need to be able to see things from a new vantage point. I need to be reminded sometimes when I'm in those troubling moments of life, I need a place like this to escape, to be reminded, to remember of, about God and about His faithfulness. See, a hideout, that's a place where if I go there, I sulk, I can grow bitter, I can uh, simmer in, in whatever's going on in my life, and, and sometimes it's a living in darkness. A refuge, on the other hand, that's a place where we seek healing and we actually deal with hurts. We let God deal with our hurts. We face the pain. We live in the light and we find God. God finds us maybe is a better way of saying it. In verse four of Psalm 63, David continues, I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night because you were my help. I sing in the shadow of your wings. And out here, this sort of wilderness area, I, I see all kinds of birds, all kinds of reptiles, snakes and lizards. I see uh, the occasional coyotes and other things. But in the image of the birds is there, David says, the shadow of your wings. That's just such a beautiful picture of a refuge. It's like what Jesus says in Matthew 23, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. See, here's the thing. Jesus is willing. He wants to be this refuge. The question is, are we willing to bring our hurts, to bring our pains, to bring our disappointments to him? He's willing. He wants to wrap his loving arms around us and show us his love. And I just wonder, what's a care in your life? What's a burden you're facing? What's a disappointment, a hurt, maybe that is maybe causing you to isolate? And God's invitation is, would you be willing to bring that to me? Would you be willing to cast your cares on me? And maybe today is the day to respond, not by hiding, not by running away, but by going to God. I was on this trail uh, a, a week ago or so, and I saw a fox. It jumped out of the bushes at me and sort of scared me. Uh, and, and it didn't really run, so I s slowly walked up and got some video and was doing all that. It, it jumped in the bushes, I ran away. 30 minutes later, I was running back by and there was a lady in that same spot and she's looking and, and I was like, what are you What are you looking at? And she's like, I saw a fox. I'm like, I saw that fox earlier. And so we just started sharing stories and she said, yeah, the other day I was over at the cross and a, and a bear came out and I was like, 
what do you mean over at the cross? And she said, oh, just over there up the hill. And I had to go see for myself what was she talking about and maybe see if a bear was there as well. But I had to head to the cross to see with my own eyes what she was talking about. It's as if every burden, every care, every disappointment, every hurt that we're loaded down with, we're invited to bring it to Jesus. We're invited to give Him those cares, those concerns, those burdens. He is our refuge, and finding the place where we can give Him these cares is the thing that brings us life and peace and hope. As Peter wrote in 1 Peter 5, Verse 6, humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all of your anxiety on him because he cares for you. God loves you. God cares for us. And he wants us to give every burden over to him.